0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kaila My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I hope everybody had a great week. Um, I actually had a really good week. I've been off since last Sunday, so I guess two Sundays ago. I've been off for nine days, and I've got another seven days off, which is great. We were supposed to go maybe on vacation. We were talking about maybe spreading my mother-in-law's ashes, but the whole COVID stuff um kind of put an end to that. And so we'll do that next year. But I decided to take the days off anyway Because where I work, if you don't use them, you lose them Or at least portion of them So I was like, well, I'm just going to take the two weeks off and spend it with my family I did some stuff around the house, helped some friends out And then I just spent time with my family And it's been a really, really good week um, I was going to record earlier today And I just started playing with my kids And now it's four And we just had a really good day. Like it's just been a very, very positive day. Like my wife and I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. We hung out. There was no kids. And then at seven, I went back to sleep till nine. My wife stayed up. So thank you to her. But it's just been a good, it's been a good week. And I hope you guys also had a very good week. The thing that I like this week is liquid IV. Now this is a little pouch that you buy at like Safeway or whatever and you put it in your water and it just gives you a bunch of electrolytes. So um, folks that I work with, they use it on a regular basis. And one of the things that I struggle with, especially here in Arizona, is I'm often dehydrated. So I've never actually spent the money myself. I've always mooched off of somebody else. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy these. I'm going to take them to work with me. I'm going to keep them with me at home. And I'm going to try to keep my hydration up because that's a real problem with for me personally. Um and man I went from this morning I drank one right after I woke up and then I pounded you know water um another glass of water after that and I instantly felt better like it was so fast and it was it's just amazing how quickly I felt better so I know a lot of the problems that I have just in general are because of lack of hydration so if you have a chance and this is not they do not sponsor the show show uh check out liquid i v because it uh works really well if you live in somewhere where it's really hot, and I would like to thank Patreon supporter Nate, who has been supporting the show since July eighth two thousand eighteen. He was the third patreon supporter, so Nate, thank you very much for your continued support and we're coming upon two years so again, thanks so much If you would like to join Nate. And the other Patreon supporters, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or supportkilowatt.com, and you can support the show. All of the money actually goes back into the show. None of it ends up in my pocket, just so you know. I'm not using this, the Patreon, as a way to support my income or supplement my income. I'm only using it as a way to make the show better and to supplement the show. But I have a job. My wife has a job. So when you support this show, you actually support the show itself, not so much me, although I am a part of the show. Anyway, our Patreon-exclusive content this week, uh, Andre Karpathy, Tesla's AI director, gave a talk for the Workshop on Scalability and Autonomous Driving, and I pulled some clips, and we're going to talk about that at the end of the show if you're a Patreon-exclusive or a Patreon-supporter. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, this gets real nerdy. So if you like the nerdy stuff, this episode is going to be for you. So let's jump into the news. Lotus is going to develop a full EV. So I'm sure many of you know, but the first Tesla Roadster was a converted Lotus, basically. And we don't have a lot of details about what Lotus is going to do for their EV. And I'm sure as time goes on, we'll hear more and we'll talk about it then. But just kind of a shout out to Lotus. Lucid Motors will show off the production version of the Lucid Air on September 9th. Lucid announced that their Casa Grande factory or Casa Grande factory, everybody calls it Casa Grande in Arizona. Um, is on schedule to be completed this year so that's great news for lucid initially they were going to show off the air in april but covid delayed that so september 9th is the day lordstown motors will reveal their endurance ev pickup on june 25th and i got an alert today that lordstown had a live stream on youtube and i was like oh did i miss it but it looks like maybe they were just Testing some stuff and getting ready for the June 25th event. Honestly, I'd expect that Friday's episode of the show of Kilowatt will predominantly be about the Lordstown Motors announcement. But in case, just in case it's lame, um, I'm still planning on doing a regular show. So if Lordstown is amazing, the regular show will take a back seat and we'll highlight Lordstown. But if it's not, it will just kind of pepper some stuff into the show. Nikola Motors is giving away a $60,000 version of the Nikola Badger, which is their hydrogen electric uh, pickup truck, to one lucky reservation holder. So there are three reservation levels, 250 They start at 250000 and they go all the way up to $5,000. Nikola is planning on breaking ground on their factory in Coolidge, Arizona, on July 23rd. That's not when the official groundbreaking ceremony will take place though. It'll actually officially take place place on December 3rd because it can easily be over temperatures of 115 degrees Fahrenheit in July. And that's, it's really hot. Plus Arizona right now has a lot of, a lot of COVID. We're leading the nation or at least one of the states leading the nation in, uh, Covid cases. So it kind of makes sense that they're delaying this until December. It's going to be cooler. Maybe we'll have a vaccine by then or at least, um, less cases. So I think December 3rd is a more reasonable option for Nikola in this regard. And if you live in Europe and you want to buy an ID3, you're in luck. Uh, sorta. You can now order the ID3 for delivery starting in September. The ID3 starts at 40,000 euros. VW also has a lease option. And if you opt for the lease, you won't have to make a payment for the first three months. So that's, I guess, pretty cool. I mean, you're going to have to pay for it eventually. If you live in North America, there will be no ID3 for you. We talked about in the past that VW's had software issues for the ID3, And VW recently announced that they will develop its own operating system for their EVs. And, uh, and that will include a software platform. Now the platform will be developed similar to how smartphone platforms are. And you can read into that statement as exactly how Tesla does their software platform, but we don't want to mention Tesla in our, uh, news release here. And initially I thought that VW had developed their current software which is riddled with bugs but apparently it's a lot of third-party pieces that are kind of glued together to form an os and i think we can all agree that that's that's not a very good solution and you know the stuff that vw is dealing with right now kind of proves that vw is going to build a new system from the ground up and it'll be a more unified experience for the end user so i think this is great and i i honestly think that all automakers should take this step because as nice as the Chrysler software is in my, my Pacifica, in my minivan, it's starting to feel a little dated, and Chrysler is not going to update that software at all, and uh, not for free anyway, because they charge for everything. Australian startup H2X wants to build hydrogen-powered passenger vehicles, and apparently they'll announce a lineup sometime in the next few weeks, and yep, yeah, that's this year. They're a new South Wales-based automaker, and it's privately funded by an independent company that began working on the hydrogen vehicles in 2015. Like all of the stories, um, to this point, we don't have a lot of details. They did show off some sketches of a 255-horsepower crossover hybrid. Effectively, hybrid in this case means hydrogen and electric. Um, If you're on a long drive, then this vehicle will be powered by hydrogen, and then when you're kind of running around the city or in a more urban area, you're going to be powered by the battery. So it uh, it kind of makes sense, uh, especially for Australia. Australia has a lot of wide open spaces and there might be times when there's not a charging station. However, the hydrogen will get you to where you need to be. A Norwegian company has developed a blanket that will extinguish car fires so the company's name is Bridge Hill, and they've had a version of this blanket that will extinguish ice vehicle fires. But now they have a version that will extinguish EVs as well. So I'm going to break down some basic fire behavior here. Um, you Basically, you need four things for fires to bor- burn. And this is all kind of lined out in what's called the fire tetrahedron. You need heat You need oxygen, you need fuel, and you need an uninhibited chain reaction. So what this blanket does, you take one of those things away, by the way, and the fire just stops. It stops burning. It used to be a fire triangle. They went to a tetrahedron because of the uninhibited chain reaction. Anyway, um, what this blanket does is it covers the vehicle and you kind of tuck the ends underneath the vehicle and it removes the oxygen portion of the tetrahedron and it effectively smothers the fire, removes the oxygen. The blanket can be used up to 30 times. It costs $2,500 US, which is really expensive. I can maybe see tow companies using this to prevent reignition, especially when it's in the lot or actually on the truck, although I don't know exactly how they would keep it on the truck. They'd have to tie it down somehow so it doesn't blow off when they're towing the car. I don't see fire departments, at least in the US, using this. And the main reason is because it's expensive. And the fact that lithium ion batteries have a history of reigniting, it wouldn't be smart or safe or probably responsible To remove the cover and tell the fire, we knew the fire was completely out and that could take a very long time. And because the blanket is so expensive, we're not just going to leave it on scene or give it to the tow company because the thing is really expensive and there's no guarantee we're going to get it back. So that doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense for fire companies or fire departments. It does make sense to me for uh, tow companies because the fire is already out of, you know, effectively And then they tuck this blanket in and hopefully it prevents the battery from, you know, hitting the thermal runaway again and reigniting. I have no idea how well or how bad it works, but it's a neat theory. All right, let's jump into some Tesla news here. Cybertruck pre-orders have crossed over 650,000, according to a report from Wedbush Securities. And when I read the article, this information is based on a guess and no real data. However, I do think that it's likely that Tesla has hit over 650,000 pre-orders. It's $100 to pre-order it. I don't know if they'll get all of those people to convert to purchases, but you know, I think it's possible that they're over six hundred fifty. More than possible, I think it's more than likely that they're over 650,000. Elon announced on Twitter that Tesla and SpaceX will treat June 19th, which is also known as Juneteenth, as a U.S. holiday. June 19th, 1865 was the day that slavery was abolished. Honestly, I would expect other companies to follow Tesla and SpaceX's lead and make it a holiday as well. Tesla is offering a nice little incentive if you buy a Tesla before the end of the quarter. And that incentive is one year of free supercharging. After years of doing this podcast, the thing that I can tell you is that it pays to order a Tesla just before the end of the quarter. If you want something, you want a little extra, order the vehicle just before the end of the quarter. Our next couple of articles, we're going to be talking about batteries and Tesla energy. First up, Tesla can officially generate electricity in the UK. Tesla will be using its auto software to manage a virtual power plant, which will enable power producers to monetize their battery assets so does this mean that tesla is going to have a huge battery installation and sell stored energy to power companies that's kind of what it sounds like to me they'll just route it and sell it back to uk power companies this is similar to what the hornsdale power reserve in australia has been doing and they've been very successful um so i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility however Uh, it's just going to have to be something we'll learn more about in the future. We really don't know 100%, It's a guess. I would expect that we're going to find out something more about this on Tesla's next earning call. And I would also expect that Tesla would probably do this in other countries as well. Battery day and Tesla shareholder meeting have been moved yet again, this time, September 15th. And we'll see if That date sticks because it may not. Tesla will also tour their cell production system. So that's exciting. With all the COVID stuff going on, like I said, it's possible that this date's going to be moved again or they'll do some sort of pre-recorded segments mixed in with a live online presentation. Uh, Having a gathering in the world that we're living in right now, I think is just not practical. So we'll see what Tesla chooses to do on September 15th or what they won't do on September 15th, and they'll just move it. Uh, Let's see. Tesla Energy is lowering the cost of its solar offerings. I think this is really cool. Tesla is claiming their offerings are now one-third less expensive than the average solar industry installs, I guess. That sentence didn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, here's Tesla's explanation on how they are able to reduce their prices. Our pricing is made possible by several simple improvements to to a decades-old industry. We made ordering and installing solar easy by moving to fixed sizes that customers can order with a single click online. No more need to spend hours in consultations reviewing old utility bills. More than 80% of our customers move forward with the standard size recommended by our website, and the move to a digital experience helped cut our sales and marketing costs by 64%. And of course, they're passing that on to you and this makes sense. I can tell you that I was one of those people that had to submit several utility bills and the whole process took weeks to finalize instead of, you know, minutes like it does now. So this makes sense. Tesla also released a more powerful and efficient solar panel. You know, I've been looking into power walls for the last few weeks and it looks like Tesla actually increased the price of the Powerwall by three thousand dollars, although I don't, I can't find any news article to collaborate that. So here's my anecdotal evidence to this: a week and a half ago, it would have cost me about fourteen thousand dollars to install two Powerwalls on my house, which is what Tesla says that I need to run an air conditioner in you know my house for two years or for seven days. Excuse me, two years. Now it's going to cost me eighteen thousand dollars for those two Powerwalls. Eleven thousand dollars if I just get one. So I'm not really sure where the price increase came from, and you know what? I haven't checked today to see if that was an anomaly or not. But uh, Tesla effectively priced Power Walls out of my (laughs) out of my budget right now. My utility company SRP will pay up to thirty six hundred dollars. So I thought I was going to get away with spending about four grand out of pocket for one Power Wall, and you know that prices jumped up. To eleven thousand dollars for one powerwall minus thirty six hundred dollars. That's just a little bit more than I feel comfortable spending on a battery pack. And now there are other companies out there like LG that make battery packs for the home, and we'll start looking into those. But effectively the powerwall is priced out of where I can afford it now, which would you know happened, like I said, in like 10 days. All right, enough about Tesla Energy. Let's talk about the model Y. Uh, just kind of as a side note, I think I might've saw a model Y in the wild. We were driving, well, actually my wife was driving and I was in the passenger seat and it was a little bit ahead of us and I couldn't get my wife to break the law to catch up to it, but it looked bigger than a model three and smaller than a model X. And it had the model three door handles, the puck hockey stick door handles. So I think I saw a model Y, but I can't tell you what I thought of it. Cause it was, it was a couple cars in front of us and then it sped away. My wife would not break the law to go catch up to it. I'm very disappointed in her. Anyway, Model Y. Some Model Ys are plagued by quality issues. And you know what? This isn't unheard of early on in a product released, especially for Tesla. In the past, Tesla's, you know, they've had to fix issues with the Model X and the Model 3 and I'm sure the Model S, although I don't really remember a lot of issues that they were fixing with that. But that's really more before I started following this stuff. And they're going to have to fix some things with the Model Y. It's just kind of the way that it is. It's an unfortunate part of the process. And you know what? I've purchased ICE cars in the past from Legacy Automakers. And they've had quality issues that needed to be addressed. Even you know months into owning the vehicle, finally getting them addressed through the dealership. So I, I don't see this as being such a big deal. I think Tesla does a great job of fulfilling their promises and I'm sure Tesla is going to provide the same great customer service they've always, you know, provided in the past. So not not a big deal. Tesla is looking to hire autopilot drivers in Austin and the Bay Area. So here's an excerpt from the job description. We are looking for a highly motivated individual to accelerate our vehicle testing uh, uh, for autonomous vehicles. The ADAS test operator will help drive Tesla autopilot. By testing daily autopilot firmware updates on a local predetermined route to allow for to allow tracking of improvements across firmware revisions. The role requires someone highly organized, objectively focused when making judgments, and confident in their ability to manage their own daily routine. So if you live in the Austin or the Bay Area and you want a job, you could drive a Tesla around for work. That sounds pretty cool. And speaking of Texas, Late last week, it was reported that Tesla had secured a plot of land in Texas for the next Gigafactory. Elon has set the record straight. He told Teslarati Tesla had the option to buy the land, but they have not actually purchased the property. So the sweepstakes to where the Cybertruck factory will go continues on. Tesla is releasing a new update to Autopilot, which will enable their vehicles to drive through green lights. Prior to this, Drivers needed to confirm the intersection was clear by pressing the stock or the accelerator of the car. Now, the vehicle will just continue to drive. It's a fit screen. Tesla says the feature will err on the side of being conservative. And here's what they wrote about the feature. Tesla's software update contains improvements to our new traffic light and stop sign control feature. Your vehicle will no longer require driver confirmation to drive through green lights while there is a lead vehicle ahead of you and not a turn lane. Every driver is responsible for maintaining, excuse me, every driver is responsible for remaining alert and active when using autopilot and must be prepared to take action at any time. So if you're going to use this feature, Tesla's telling you, and I'm I'm requesting that you use constant vigilance because I don't want anybody to get hurt. Tesla has also pushed out a new update with some cool new features, Some of these features have already been available in different markets, but now they're more widely available. So we're going to go through them here. New driver visualizations, they'll detect stoplights, stop signs. Not all signage is the same in every country. So this update addresses that problem. Backup camera improvements, you'll have more options when you're backing up. I've actually uh, backed out of a parking spot and actually hit somebody. Well, technically they hit me, but I guess it was my fault. So having the ability to avoid a potential collision is crucial. And someone on Twitter recently asked Elon if an alert of oncoming traffic would sound when you're backing out of like a parking spot. And it looks like that feature will be in a future update, but it isn't in this one. Dash cam viewer improvements. You can now view Tesla cam and sentry mode videos in your car. You don't have to take your memory stick out of your car and walk it into your computer and view the videos there. You can actually just watch them in your car. Walkaway door improvements. So you can disable the walkaway auto lock feature when you're at home. So if you don't want to lock your doors in your garage, you don't have to. Although I'm not really sure how that app handles uh, the, the car when you're in your driveway. En route battery warmup. So right now, if you set your destination to a supercharger, the vehicle will start preconditioning the battery so that it'll take a fast charge. Now, if you set your destination to any third-party charger, it will do the same preconditioning process. So that's pretty cool. And then Tesla cabin camera. Tesla started putting in a cabin-facing camera with the Model 3, and the Model Y also has this feature. Um, Basically, if you get into a car accident or there's some sort of weird anomaly with your Tesla. You can volunteer to share this data with Tesla, but you don't have to. It's an opt-in kind of a situation, and I think that's probably a a good thing. So here's what Tesla wrote about the feature. Help Tesla continue to develop safer vehicles by sharing camera data from your vehicle. This update will allow you to enable the built-in camera above the rear view mirror. If enabled, Tesla will automatically capture images and short video clip, just before a collision or safety event to help engineers safe develop safety features and enhancements in the future. As usual, you can adjust your data sharing preferences by tapping controls, blah, 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 blah. So effectively, if you want to share that interior cabin camera, you can. Um, I'm going to be honest, I, I wouldn't do it. And I want Tesla to you know get better and I want the system to get better, but that's not something I'm willing to share. Now, if Tesla had something like, it alerted you like, hey, I'm going to share this clip. Do you want to share it? Then, yeah, I might tend to do that. But if I'm having a private conversation with my wife about finances or just family stuff, I just don't want that going to some random Tesla engineer. But if I could approve what goes to Tesla first, then I would be more apt to opt in. All right, folks, that is our show. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. That's 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. And my DMs are open. So if you want to contact me, you can contact me that way. And yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Like I said earlier in the show, if Lordstown Motors has something that kind of blows us away, the whole show will be about Lordstown on Friday. If it's not so exciting, then it'll just be a regular show. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. Or at least the wonderful, what is it? Three days, and I will I will talk to you sooner than you're probably comfortable with. Talk to you soon.